here's a new episode, and it's special because it's airing on Christmas. Castrating Christmas. From their uh, seasonal Dickensian nightmare. Just all their sins laid bare. Well, then I guess we'll have to fuck to make fun of them. Wait, is that what they do in Britain? It's beautiful. You know, Dickensian uh, murder house, and they had nowhere else to hang their stockings, but then it was like, oh, apparently that's what the Brits do. Is Sometimes you have to fight your dad, and Britain is America's dad. I'm being a little, like, uh, flippant. Motherfucker. I can relate to this guy, and then as the episode went on, I was like, oh. Am I even supposed to like this guy? I think the answer's no, though, right? Like, that, that envisioning British food, so I assume it's just, like, boiled cauliflower. That the- that's why we left, because of your shitty food. Landing a boat on your shore and just being like, we're taking over for you. The, the the Christmas prank. Business secrets of the pharaohs. Received a gift of flash forward. Yeah, spit roasting, David. But it, it is the first time I've ever heard of spit roasting, but I do like the uh, imagery, yeah. Eiffel Tower is the Americanization of the British spit roast. Oh, no. You're, people are going to get injured trying to, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not liable for whatever injuries. It's because when civilization collapses, she can use it to barter her way out of salts. Or murdered, and then her gold would be stolen, so it wouldn't help as much. That feels like a crime. But they're all Christmas specials! And everyone can take that to the bank and stick it up anybody who's being a pedantic asshole. Hello? Happy Christmas? We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Dear listener, this is a very special episode, and I hope you're feeling that Christmassy feeling, or if not, you're drinking enough shitty champers to get there, because it's Christmas time! This is a Christmas episode. We have feelings. I am your host this week, Carolyn Maine, and uh, we have someone else on the show, someone who is giving you a pair of erotic socks this Christmas. David Bitsenhofer. Nothing I like more than a pair of erotic socks. (laughs) And the gift you're getting from our other guest this evening is a book by Nietzsche. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that is Austin Gordon. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Or should I say, Happy Christmas. And me, your host this evening, I am castrating christmas it's carolyn maine and let's see this episode is very special because it's a very special christmas episode and (laughs) it is a bbc show and i mentioned that i like the bbc shows some of them 
are very good, even though we got ourselves free of Britain's oppression <laughs> in the tea wars. Yeah, exactly. They're slowly making it up to us with quality entertainment, episode <laughs> by episode. Right? And this is Peep Show, and that is some of that quality entertainment. It is with Mitchell and Webb, who you also know from The Mitchell and Webb Show, and if you've seen their movie, The Magicians, also excellent. So, of course, I like this. Apparently, it's going to be a Carol episode. But Austin Gordon, what is your relationship, if any, with Peep Show? Uh, my relationship with Peep Show is that I first heard of it when I saw your email that this was the thing <laughs> that we would be watching. And uh, I first watched it when I watched this. Uh, there we go. I thought it might be the case. That is, that is, that is about it. And I intentionally did not... Uh, disturb the gruel orphans from their uh, seasonal Dickensian nightmare to ask them anything about this show just so that I could go in completely cold and see what was what. Is that the reason, Austin, or were you afraid that you'd meet one and then when you went to bed on Christmas Eve, you'd go to their house, be brought to their house by a ghost to see how they live? And then... Look, all I'm saying is that the ghost of Christmas present has nowhere to bring me to rub my face in misery, then I dodge the bullet, so... Yeah, I like to let sleeping orphans hibernate. Mm -hmm. It's safer that way during the Christmas season. See, I think right, I've mentioned right. before, I have a weird mm. aversion to a lot of British TV because of the... You don't like the beeps. The, sometimes the the uh, altered frame rate throws me off. Um, this didn't huh. really have it, but I know like a lot of Doctor Who has the like weird mm. high frame rate that the Peter Jackson Hobbit trilogy was filmed in. Oh, okay. And so you're talking about new Who or old Who? The newer Who. Because the new who's got to be fucking ancient from 1970 on like yeah, 8-bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Um, so I, so that, that always bugged me like as a kid. So I never got into the British stuff much as a kid. And then I just, there's a crap ton of TV to watch as it is. So I haven't been. That's true. I haven't had my attention lured across the pond too much yet. Yes. I've seen a few things here and there, but uh, this, this one was a mystery to me. Oh, man, I do wonder how they'd handle Brexit now that I'm thinking about modern times. <laughs> yeah, peep show. Uh, David, you, any experience or knowledge uh, of this show? No. <laughs> I'm That's not what really I familiar you with the BBC. Yanks. Well, my, my dad and I what? used to watch Black Adder back in the day, but that was... There you go. That would be the one entry point. I think that is where I also <laughs> yeah. got into the Beebs as a wee little... OPB watching motherfucker. Well before this uh, <clears throat> show's time. Uh, so yeah, no, I didn't know anything about it. And still know very little okay. about it, I think. Except it had a Christmas episode with a lady's foot in a dude's dick. Yeah, that's one of the more wholesome Hot. parts. <laughs> Do any of you recognize the two main dudes? They've um, they've been in some popular gifts. If you haven't seen their shows, you might want the one where they were like in Nazi uniforms and they're like, are we the baddies? That was a skit they had that was very good. Um, the the one that I have come to understand to be the comically wacky roommate seemed familiar to me from something. Uh, yeah, Webb, Robert Webb, right? Possibly yeah. GIFs, possibly some sort of Richard Curtis movie or something like that, but uh, I couldn't quite place him. The, the main guy didn't really ring any familiarity bells for him. And she wasn't in this one, but Olivia Coleman had a great role in this. And she's showed up in, like, 
prestigious movies. She won an Oscar for The Favorite, the one where they were Scissor Sisters and the Monarchy. Hot. That was really good. Mm. It is. It's hot and it's weird because it has like an old queen and she's got like, you know, pus problems. And that's <laughs> who Olivia <laughs> Coleman plays. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of scissoring. It was a, it was a fun movie. It was so good. Uh, so my relationship with Peep Show, it is one of the British darlings. I do love the Beebs when they go there. They go there. <laughs> and they super go there. There's other episodes of this show I could get into. I would call <laughs> it like an uh, English, it's always sunny in Philadelphia type of thing. I definitely and... got that vibe off. Yeah. And, and nice. I don't know if that was just because... I, you know, you were picking it, so I knew that it was mm-hmm. you know, your speed, and, and you're a Always Sunny fan, but yeah, I definitely got an Always Sunny vibe off of it. Yeah, it's just unabashedly dark comedy, and you mm. kind of root against the characters. They're not afraid to let you see how bad they are, and the conceit with the title Peep Show is that this has a constant internal monologue, which you get to hear, which in one way is like cheating when you write fiction with that, because it's such a good device. But in the other way, it's a really good device. And (laughs) this was so dialogue-heavy that the characters didn't spend too much time by themselves, but you heard them cut to their internal monologue and just all their sins laid bare. It's beautiful. So we start this very special Christmas episode, Series 7, Episode 5. And another cool thing about the Beebs is that they have limited seasons. Like an American season of a comedy will be like, 24 episodes and a british one will be like six Mm -hmm. so i think the writers are happier and better over there (laughs) (laughs) they don't like flub it like we do we do pretty good but we do it maybe to excess see that that's that was another entry barrier for me getting into british tv because i was always like like, why would i not want more of a thing that i like sure you do want the american buffet instead of the small plate (laughs) right but it makes it so precious. And then just, like, imagine being the production staff on that and how much easier is it. Oh, 100%. Not... On the yeah. creative side, I definitely yeah. get the appeal. And certainly as I've gotten older and can appreciate quantity over quality more. The quality the... over quantity, I think. Whichever. Yeah, what, you know what I meant. <laughs> uh, the, the British model does become more no, appealing. But certainly back uh... in my 20s, it was always like, Wait, this critically acclaimed British show is only ten episodes long. Why should I waste my time? Uh, it, it's a. I don't want to say anything's easy here, but we've had this discussion before, Austin. We're like, there's there's nothing that doesn't say you can't have a quality season of twenty six shows. It's just easier to do it in six shows. Like you can really just right, like right. take like take your time writing or just get to the good stuff where you don't have to keep coming up with things for twenty six episodes. So it's but. But that would be like admitting that not every episode of Say by the Bell was necessary. Well, you know, it. some people can hit it out of the park. I mean, you know, <laughs> just say every episode, episode of like, after you know, episode. there's a lot of episodes of Breaking Bad, and they're all pretty good, you know. And then that's true. Breaking Bad did it. Yeah. yeah. Breaking Bad and Say by the Bell. You know, the two. The two best shows. The two yeah. <laughs> gold <laughs> standards of television. Mm, premier television. Well, I consider Peep Show one of my top televisions. It's premier, it's prestige, it hits me ever so. Nothing quite gets it like this, right? So, we dive in with another Britishism because the theme song is Flagpole Sitta. Yeah. I bet you guys knew that song. <laughs> I, that, that did sound familiar. I did 
It, I, I did read an article that, that once proclaimed it the most 90s song of all time, I think it was. It is super 90s. It, uh, <laughs> it immediately made me feel like I was possibly in a karaoke bar. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a good feeling. I remember that. Yeah, um, it's so American in 90s that you're mm-hmm. like, why does Britain, why is this little British darling show opening with that? And I don't know why except that they have different licensing fees, so people get to use other theme songs and songs that are popular that they like much more than we do. You have to pay so much. But they do it what they like. So I always appreciate the free scores in the bead. Look forward to that, Austin, when you dive in. (laughs) And we look at the two boys who are Jez and Mark. Jez is short for Jeremy because Britain. They're the two boys. (laughs) True. Uh, We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Sure. We probably will. Uh, and Mark is like the uptight academic one. He likes reading and occasionally writing really nerdy, nerdy books. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that later in the series, he does like get really drunk and finish his novel, which is Business Secrets of the Pharaohs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of typos in it. So that's a nice arc. But so he's a real hyper nerd type and he's really angry and British repressed. And then Jez is kind of like, is good-for-nothing BFF. <laughs> Together, they're the El Dude brothers. We won't go there, but they so are. So is, it, is, and... it, uh, is the premise of the show basically like uh, the odd yeah. couple by way of Always yeah. Sunny? Yes, okay. but very Britain, and that's it, right. though. That must have been in the pitch meeting, Austin. Yeah, well, yeah. so he jumps into bed. Uh, Jez jumps into bed with Mark at the beginning. Mm-hmm, because it's Christmas. It's Christmas, and apparently... Yeah, so they're going to open their stockings, and then he's just like, what if our feet touch? And he's like, well, then I guess we'll have to fuck to make fun of them, which was a good good. line, but that's what taught me that they were not a couple, but in fact, uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting, yeah, seeing this as the first episode, because they established they're just like hetero bromance together. They don't sleep together, they're dating ladies, Mm. and like, Jez is the one who tends to get a lot more strange on the side, and Mark (laughs) is the responsible one. And Mark, it's pretty clear he's paying most, if not all, of their bills. And Jez is like a dreamer. So they have that. And and they aren't dating. But this is also the very first episode that they ever mention where Jez likes Christmas. Because he's being really innocent and naive and chasing that Christmassy feeling all episode. And Mark is sweating out his family, which we'll get into, and, and the stress of Christmas. It's funny because, for good or bad, my main point of reference for like British culturalisms is probably <laughs> Harry Potter. And so then oh, when Austin. like this opens with uh with him putting, you know, having put the the stocking at the foot of his bed, there was a part of me that was like, wait, is that what they do in Britain? And then I remembered that in in the Harry Potter books, <laughs> Harry would always wake up by Christmas story with like presents at the foot of his bed and I just assumed that was because they were in this like you know, Dickensian uh, murder house, and they had nowhere else to hang their stockings. But then I was like, oh, apparently that's what the Brits do is they put their stocking at the foot of their bed rather than on the fireplace mantle or some such. I did not know that. I just thought it was a case of Mark being over-exuberant. Mm. That's good to know. I mean, that's just the conclusion I'm drawing from these, oh, these, two, don't know. these two pieces <laughs> of, of uh, British entertainment that I've consumed. <laughs> <laughs> you need to like watch 
watch Fawlty Towers or something, Austin. I don't even like that one particularly. <laughs> you seem like you would have watched it by now. Uh, also, speaking mm. of consuming things, the book that Mark says he was reading to try to mm-hmm. put himself back to sleep after Jazz from five thirty when you woke he came him in up. at five in the morning. He was so excited that it was Christmas. Uh, I have yeah. I have read that book. What was it? Andrew Marr's History of Modern England. Wow, you are the mark. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it started off where I was like, oh, hey, I can relate to this guy. And then as the episode went on, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can relate to this guy. <laughs> I tend to bit toward Jez, so I sympathize with you. It's really harsh being called for like this. <laughs> being roasted by the babe. Sometimes you have to fight your dad, and Britain is America's dad. <laughs> so, yeah, Mark Mark um, is a shit gift giver, a bit of a shit gift giver, and Jez is very thoughtful. I think he's just kind of a shit, right? Like, Mark just doesn't seem like a good person. Mmm, <laughs> yeah. Right. He's not. Right. He's not. And Jez isn't either, but he's, like, the one with heart. Yeah. And we see that laid bare over and over again. Um, Jez gives Mark that thoughtful book that he was excited to read as soon as Austin sold it to him. He got it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Je- Mark gives to Jez fire lighters, which is British for lighters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and tongs. He gets some fire lighters for if someday they get a barbecue. Yeah. Like they don't even they don't even have a grill, but he's gotten him the things he can use to light the grill they might get in the future. Mm-hmm. And tongs, and he's like, "Did you get these for yourself in the kitchen?" And, he's giving it to me. <laughs> and then a pair of yeah, I think... eye pillows from the train that he stole. It's just <laughs> harsh. Yeah, and then then like you don't even see him open the rest, but then it's just like pens and like markers. I think was in there too. And... <laughs> And not like a quality pen or something that you right, right. put on your fancy desk. Just like Bic pens. Can I come in yet, Mark? Yes, you can come in yet. There, um, there wasn't anything at the end of my bed when I woke up. It's in here. Oh, brilliant. And you saw? Y- yes, yes, you woke me at 5.30 when you came in. I've been trying to get to sleep since 6. Oh, shit. Sorry, dude. Ooh, slim but promising, Mark. Slim but promising. Jez, what, what are you... We're going to open them in bed, aren't we? What if our feet touch? If our feet touch, we fuck, obviously. Come on, dive in. Wow. Oh, Jez, this is lovely. Cognac. Wow, that, that's my favourite. I know. Ooh, smells interesting. Looks like fire lighters, but what is it? Fire lighters. In case we get a barbecue. Oh, right. What are these? Kitchen tongs, we need them. You bought yourself some kitchen tongs? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. You know, in, in, in my family, we do sort of jokey stockings. Right. In mine, we sort of try quite hard. It's not fair. That's just aggressive generosity designed to make me feel bad. Oh, wow. So you got it in in the end. It's quite a specimen. Mm -hmm. Quite a specimen. I thought about trimming the top off, but it felt like I was castrating Christmas. You know, chopping Santa's bollocks off. Sure. 
You're not going to cry, are you? I'm fine. It's just, even though I'm looking at the tree, I'm just not, I'm not getting it yet. Horny. Christmassy, Mark. I'm not getting the Christmassy feeling. He's so sad about it, you guys. He's got to get that Christmassy mm. feeling. And his roommate is a bit of a shite. So, yeah, we follow Jez out into the living room where he has a way too giant Christmas tree that matches the giant Christmas feelings in his heart. And it's bent against the wall, <laughs> but he couldn't cut it because that would feel like castrating Christmas mm. and chopping Santa's bollocks off. I guess my parents have had trees that have been too tall and they've had to do some cutting. I never really considered it castrating Christmas, but now I will, I think. Now you will. You should bring that up to your dad, David. Also, I Mark know, I like... a bit surprised that the tree got in there, but I'm like, he had to have seen it happen. Like, did he just <laughs> not walk into that room all the day before or something? Like, when... <laughs> Maybe Jez brought it in at like 5.30 in the morning or something. I guess. I don't know. Ooh. And yeah, yeah, Jez is chasing that Christmassy feeling, and it's hard for him to feel it this year because his mom isn't spending it with him, so he's not around his sweet person. He's hanging out with Mark. But by George, they're going to have it, and Mark is feeling the pressure because this year he's invited his family to his apartment. It's his turn to host Christmas. He's in charge, and his number one rule, no cauliflower, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, is this the show's only Christmas episode? Yeah. They have a New Year's episode. I don't recall another Christmas episode. This is the only episode that is a total bottle episode. Yeah. And we spend the whole thing in the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no I was just curious if the, if the uh, references to previous Christmases were specific or just a generic like life that happened outside the confines of the show kind of thing yeah that is stuff we haven't seen you get this all right here i think this is the first and last time we meet the mom and dad oh, the really? sister she's she's around more yeah only dad okay. only dad and mom gotcha i've like the bbc likes to do christmas specials but, they do but if i understand correctly they're special episodes of a series that air around Christmas, but not necessarily a Christmas episode, is what I... Leave it to the Brits determined. to overly complicate things. <laughs> but some of them might be a Christmas episode. Exactly. That's too, what's com if it was just a straight, like, here's a new episode, and it's special mm -hmm. because it's airing on Christmas, that would mm -hmm. be one thing. But sometimes they are a Christmas episode, but sometimes <laughs> they're not. But they're all Christmas specials. <laughs> This is why we left Britain. Like the Black Adder Christmas special. Oh, yeah, I know. I thought about doing that for our show sometime. We still can. The Black Adder has Hagrid from Harry Potter, Austin, so you you'll be all caught up. <laughs> you talking? Uh, you talking John Coltrane from, yeah, from uh, Goldeneye? Oh wow. Okay, he's not in this N sixty four game, or at least I don't remember <laughs> him there. But well, I, I mean, he is in the N sixty four game, but. It's N64, oh. so he doesn't look like John Coltrane, <laughs> Robbie Coltrane. All polygons. Yeah. I think I remember shooting him now. I think I do. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Mark's Christmas. He's in charge. No cauliflower, but there will be presents and charades and a very good meal. And they have to get the oven going by 1 p.m. And who's on the turkey? Jez. Do you think he did a good job? Oops, he didn't get the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is when, so yeah, Mark blows up at Jez for not buying the turkey. And this is when I, I'm like, am I even supposed to like this guy? I think the answer is no, though, right? Like, it's a firm no, but he, he really yeah. lays into Jez. And of course, the punchline being Jez was just kidding. He did get the turkey, but Mark blew up way too early for it to even, like, become a punchline, right? And he blew up so hard. Were you guys shocked that he could do that many swears? So many swears. Yeah, it was pretty great. I mean, it really was the 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 whole "I was just joking" thing was really was the was a good punchline to it all. Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas joke. Like mm-hmm. apparently, you're allowed to make special little jokes at Christmas, and he's just yeah, trying to get a rise out of Mark. I assume that's just a jazz thing and not a British a Christmas. Right. Well, that's joke. one of the interesting experiences of watching the show because you find out that jazz has a very uh, uh, regimented expectation for like what has to happen and the order that the things have to happen in and you can't do mm-hmm. Y before X and all this kind of stuff. But so then there's that stuff where I'm like, is this weird British thing or is this just a jazz thing? And <laughs> the, the, the Christmas prank seemed like a jazz thing more yeah. than a, a Brit thing. Right. Um, uh, all these characters pretty much have like special little picadillos about which tradition makes Christmas for them. And mm-hmm. we're seeing the passing of the torch over who's making the tradition and how. And maybe it will be better in the next generation. Or maybe it even won't. No, it doesn't have cauliflower, <laughs> so that's usually a plus. Right? You know, I've been trying to incorporate cauliflower yeah. more and more. Just as like a part of the hash. It's good where like celery's good. Yeah, you can make cauliflower taste good. I'm being a little like flippant. But at right. the same time, I'm envisioning British food. So I assume it's just like yeah. boiled cauliflower that they put on a plate. I 100% yeah. agree that that's like the horror show they're doing. Like boiled cauliflower, uh-huh. salt, right. a right. brain. Come on, Britain. Come on. <laughs> Step it up. How could you have ruled us for so long? <laughs> That's why we left, because of your yeah. shitty food. Yeah, it's all the other people they ruled who are even more competent than us. Yeah, Can you imagine, like, the leads of Peep Show <laughs> landing a boat on your shore and just being like, we're taking over for you. I'm like, what the fuck? What the... You goofy motherfuckers? <laughs> uh, speaking of goofy motherfuckers... Mark's girlfriend, he has a couple throughout the series, there's mm-hmm. that other lady, but this one is also great. Her character's name is Dobby. She shows up at the apartment, and she's really sweaty. Like the house elf. Yeah. <laughs> like the house elf. Yeah, I guess so. It's a real name. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah I assumed it was I a learned. weird elf name, but apparently that's a name people have. <laughs> I'm sure it's a nickname for something probably. a little less Well, let's see. If elf-y. Jez is short for Jeremy, then Dobby is probably short for, like, Madeline. <laughs> I was going to go Deborah, but, you know. Okay, yeah, you're right. It is probably Deborah. If we have any British people who want to tell us which things yeah. we're wrong about. After we just trashed your food. If, you want to <laughs> if we have any British people who are still listening after the first 20 odd minutes of this episode. Let us know what, what Dobby is short for. After we insulted Sir Rowan Atkinson, they were all just out of here. <laughs> And Dobby shows up, and she's excited. She's going to go have dinner at the fancy restaurant with her family, and they're only about a month into dating, so Mark is not ready to commit, yeah, maybe. Well, uh, you're, we'll I feel like you're skipping over the important part of this scene. Yeah, what do we got? Which is Mark received a gift of Flash Forward. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're getting there for sure. I think that happens because then after that, then, yeah. 
David, what's your relationship with Flash Forward? I've seen every single episode of Flash Forward. <laughs> so is it by the guy who did Lost in Heroes? Because well, Mark no, compares all shows. They're separate people, right? Or was oh, JJ? Wow. No. Was Abrams in Heroes? I don't think so. No, they're separate people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but this is all like early no, lo- 2000s. Yeah. Lost, Flash Forward, drama, Heroes, all different creators. Sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, all trying mm-hmm. to replicate Lost's success. <laughs> and all so, of them, okay. to different extents, trash shows. But what? And they also bring up Prison Break, which is the only one of them I haven't seen. Right. And uh, I just like the idea. Well, I don't. Mark kind of trashes on them too, which kind of breaks my idyllic uh, <laughs> idea. I try to think. Thought that uh, in Britain, all these crappy American TV shows are like exotic and new to them and so they think they're quality just because they're different you know they're like if you don't get these american right. shows you're just not thinking hard enough Ooh, americans so fancy yeah, exactly. this was the part of the episode david that felt like it was speaking very directly to you and me yeah. <laughs> i thought you guys would ping up da- for this david, so david and i have have discussed someday writing a uh, <laughs> post lost clo- a book about all of the various TV shows that popped up in the wake of Lost that attempted to duplicate its success. And th- because we loved the idea of all these shows, yet they all didn't work and <laughs> were terrible right. too, right? Like... We are very much fans of high concept stories that are told in heavily serialized chunks. And mystery boxes. I love mystery boxes. And mystery boxes. boxes. We love mystery box shows. But, like, not a goddamn one of them managed (laughs) to pull it off. (laughs) That's kind of what Mark was thinking. Yeah, I know. So if anyone out there wants to pay David and I to write this book, email us, and I will get you a treatment Mm -hmm. post-haste. Will you give me a slash fiction treatment? Uh, If you want to pay me for it. (laughs) I will pay you not that much, but yeah. So yeah, uh, that one book that they mentioned, that was a gift for Austin, Industrial Britain, and mentioning Lost is the gift for David. Merry yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Flash forward box set is your, is your Christmas gift, David. I was loaded! Especially flash forward, man. <laughs> Dobby wants to just watch these stupid shows in bed, and Mark feels like they should go out to, well, not the theater, of course, mm-hmm. but somewhere. Maybe like a war museum because he's a big war dork. And basically he's like looking at Dobby and like, are we ever going to be serious? Are we going to be old and still watching bad television? Which, you know, doesn't sound so bad. Really, <laughs> no, I feel like I'm like I'm with Dobby. That sounds like a great way to, to spend your time. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario, lost in Brandy in bed. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I watch Love After Lockup. I can't talk it. To... <laughs> that sounds pretty flash forward would be a step up after that <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I could go through some more 90 day fiance <laughs> I, I could i could wait does, uh, this is the time she mentions spit roasting somebody yeah that's her plans for the future where do you see yourself in five years <laughs> <laughs> and who are they spit roasting i don't know i can't remember if that's like a co-worker of theirs oh, okay 
I don't think it's their handsome black boss who Mark has kind of a thing for that disturbs him, but mostly it's his power. And so the idea was she'd wear a strap on and they just go from both ends on this person, is it? Yeah, spit roasting, yeah. David. Right. <laughs> just to catch everyone else up. I, it, it is the first time I've ever heard of spit roasting, but I do like the it uh, is. imagery. Yeah. Do you usually call it the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a little different. Uh, maybe it's oh, not. Oh, because you stand I, up. Well, All maybe right. that's Eiffel Tower is the Americanization of the British spit <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, well. Okay. Let, let's just put it this way. This is my image. The Eiffel Tower definitely has to have a high five between the people on each other. Right. Like, that's, that's what. Makes that's how you make the Eiffel Tower. Exactly. That's now, what makes a spit roast. Now, keep in mind, I'm just hearing it. Okay. But I feel like you have to grab that person and start spinning them around. Well, no, yep, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to go in. Yeah, that's the, I the, mean, the spit roasting. Part. Yeah, they're like a rotisserie. Uh huh. That's really ambitious. That sounds like an erotic act I would see on a pair of socks that I had never actually done. <laughs> oh, no. You're, people are going to get injured trying to... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, I'm not liable for whatever injuries <laughs> people are going to incur when replicating this. I'm just saying that feels like what has to happen in a spit roast. Yeah, I'm, making, I'm just huh? putting a note in here to make sure that I put spit roasting into the release <laughs> notes for this yeah, one. Put a disclaimer. <laughs> not... <laughs> Don't try it home, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she just drops that total line, made David spit out his tea, and then really think <laughs> about it. buy some pearls to clutch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just Dobby. She's a sayer. She says things. <laughs> Dobby goes there. And so it turns into a thing. Dobby gets a phone call, and her family can no longer make it, and now she's sweaty in a tracksuit with a boyfriend who can't commit and she's looking at christmas alone oh. and uh her her gift is this what she, is this what she opens her gift from him mm -hmm. uh, that too yeah. is also a pair of kitchen tongs <laughs> and uh <laughs> and mark congratulates himself in a voiceover on his two-for-one deal yeah and then uh he also gives her the promise of some sort of precious metal that he ordered and has not has not arrived yet which she says she appreciates because when civilization collapses she can use it to barter her way out of sexual assaults mm -hmm. which is why women like gold but right and mark believes that mm -hmm. she just gets shot and they'd steal the or murdered and then her gold yeah. would be stolen so it wouldn't help as much which is why we have the interior monologues he gets to say that and <laughs> That's something that everyone's thought about. <laughs> it's terrible, but it really feels accurate and true for me. And Mark is so excited about those two fur tongs, but he admits in his Ontario monologue that he's missed the moment of inviting Dobby because he doesn't want to invite her to Christmas. He hasn't told his parents about her. He hasn't talked yeah. to his parents. He's already going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, he doesn't it, want it to be a bigger moment. It, he's, like, embarrassed by her, I think is the idea. Like, he likes her, but he is embarrassed to be to be with her i guess that's true she's a little bit goofy she's, yeah, she's an fine. it person no she's great i love her she's cute but she's also a sayer and mark is a repressor so of course his little british bow tie is spinning and he can't have that around his terrible family <laughs> even though he feels very guilty and then she goes to the bathroom he thinks about locking her into the bathroom that feels like a crime <laughs> right <laughs> and then he breaks down the moment gets too sad and he invites dobby 
to Christmas. Hooray! Nice to have your family here for Christmas. Well, not really. But the point is, I'm in charge. No cauliflower. No one else has it. It's not a tradition. Christmas is coming home. Ding dong merrily on Mark. Exactly. That's not my Christmas because... Oh, that's what we're doing. Don't let him spoil it. Don't let him rile me. Not today. Not on Christmas. Where's the turkey, Jeremy? What? The turkey. Where's the turkey? I thought you were getting the turkey. You what? No turkey? You fucking idiot, Jeremy! You total fucking idiot! That was your job, you fucking moron! You cretin! You're a fuckhead! That's what you are! A fucking shithead! It was a Christmas joke. Of course I've got a turkey. It's an organic turkey. I took ages researching it online. That, that looks like a lovely turkey. That wasn't very Christmassy. No, it wasn't. I apologise. Wow, she's really sweaty. A lovely, sweaty Christmas gift. So, happy Christmas! Oh, wow. Uh, happy Christmas. It's, it's just a, a, a little thing. I did get you another thing, but that the stupid thing didn't arrive in time. Oh, right. It is gold. Oh, well, that sounds nice. Because when civilization collapses, I can use it to barter my way out of sexual assault. <laughs> exactly. Probably take the gold, then shoot her. Oh, right, yeah, for flash-forward box set. It's meant to be amazing. It's just... We, we watched all the Losts, and they, they were somewhat okay, and Heroes had some interesting themes, but also quite a lot of not-so-interesting themes, and Prison Break. By the end, I, I very much felt that I wanted to break out of the prison that Prison Break had become for us, and it's just, don't you think maybe we should go out? Where to? To, not the theatre, obviously, but the... National Army Museum? You'd rather go to the National Army Museum than stay in bed and watch Flash Forward and drink brandy? Are you bonkers? Dobby, where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, for example, would, would you want to learn sailing at all or golf? I wouldn't mind getting a strap on and you and me spit-roasting Cameron for the Bowden catalogue. Is that the sort of thing you have in mind? She is great, but where does it end? Man! What? Oh, shit. I'm not going to the Dorchester to eat Christmas lunch on my own like a millionaire madwoman. Hmm. Should invite her to stay here. And I've missed the moment. Right there. Missed it. I'm already going to have a nervous breakdown with my family and tiny Tim Jeremy and the turkey. Why add a dangerous, unstable chemical into the mix? Kitchen tongs. Oh, yeah. Two for one. Right, well... Listen, I guess I should saddle up and ride back to my place. If I can just get through the next seconds ignoring the mounting social pressure, pressure building to intolerable levels. Don't be. Yeah. I assume you're staying for lunch. Right. You didn't say. Because I thought it was assumed. All right, well, thanks. I'll just jump in the shower. Jump away. Could lock her in the bathroom? Shit, no lock on the outside. <laughs> We've got in the kitchen Jez on Brussels sprouts, and the Mark Corrigan family line is very insistent that there be little crosses in the bottom of them to make them cook. You guys ever do that? No. Uh, no. I've cooked Brussels sprouts Me? many, many times and have never done this weird cut an X in the bottom thing he's talking about. 
And Jez's interior monologue says the Christmas gift to himself is that he's not doing it. So, yay. <laughs> and they're doing good. They actually have a turkey. That was a Christmas prank. But there's a little bit of a debate as to whether potatoes count as vegetables. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin, what's your opinion? Well, I feel like the term that Jez was looking for that he didn't quite land on was starch. Mm. Yeah, it's like a carb. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's potatoes are obviously, like, botanically speaking, a vegetable. Yeah. But from a culinary perspective, I understand his point, which is that you usually think, like, when you're building a traditional meal, you think, like, meat, starch, vegetable. And that starch could be potatoes, it could be a squash of some kind, uh, mm. both of which are technically vegetables but are serving a different function in the in the construction of the it's meal like culinarily there's different definitions and like uh, right yeah right like you wouldn't say biologically like, or whatever yeah, no. i'm going to serve i want to serve a vegetable you're thinking you know brussels sprouts cauliflower broccoli asparagus some sort something green something uh, something but, like that, whereas the potato serves a different function at the table. I would also argue, though, that if we're making a meal, and it's just pretty much accepted that potatoes are going to be a part of this meal, mm-hmm. if I say I'm responsible for the meat, you're responsible for the vegetables, that probably means you are responsible for the potatoes, too. Correct. Team Jez. Like, yep, right. I Particularly if the, if the notion here is the two of them divvied up responsibility for the meal Mm -hmm. and mark was to say i'm getting x you're getting y for jez to come back and say well z isn't y i thought you were getting z it's Mm -hmm. like no he didn't say that he said i'll get x and you get y yeah yeah it's not like there's a third party here that jez is unaware of who he could have you know mistakenly but innocently assumed was getting the potatoes it's just between the two of them Right, and I didn't see Mark get very much to make this Christmas special. So, come on. But you know what else is a vegetable? Hmm. A tomato. And everyone can take that to the bank and stick it up (laughs) anybody who's being a pedantic (laughs) asshole. Oh, wow. We're coming down on it. All right. (laughs) Because, no, because all fruits are vegetables, actually. That's the... uh, Right. What? I can't... What? A vegetable is any part of a plant that's edible. So, not all vegetables are fruit, but all fruit are vegetables. And Well, goddamn. Not not that I'm trying to be pedantic, but that's only to shove it in the people who are pedantic when they... Right. Your your pedantry is just being used as a block (laughs) on other pedantry. Yeah, exactly. So it's just some knowledge for people when somebody is like, actually, a tomato is a fruit. You can be like, it's a vegetable. Well, so long as you use your power for good, David. Yeah, exactly. So Jez is sad because his mom is on the phone and she's not eating a proper Christmas roast or anything. She's eating some kind of salad. Salad niçoise. With her peas. Which I kind of that loved. Kind of salad. I loved his outrage. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't impact him. Like, it's not like he has to eat this non-traditional Christmas meal. He's just outraged that his mom is not having a quote-unquote normal Christmas dinner. Right? Yeah, it's very sad for him. That's... Okay, well, we can get there. His mom seemed like an interesting character. I'm not, I didn't quite pin her down as to, like, what's going on with her. Yeah, I'm due for a rewatch. I've watched this series, like, twice, and I kind of forget his mom, but she is, like, you know, where Mark gets to charge up with his sweetness, and so does Christmas. And then, you know, 
He's the sweetest in this episode that he is mostly over the whole series. So you guys probably like him extra as to what a shit he is. <laughs> He's usually like whoring around and such, you know, pretty good ways. But, oh, he has a lot of embarrassing encounters and he chases a music career. So it's really fun. <laughs> So he, you know, this is his wholesome time, and he's trying to be wholesome, but his mom has left. She's with a young, hot piece, and she's having salad niçoise. Austin, what's in salad niçoise? Uh, it's one of those French salads that's got fish in it, so it's like... Wow. It's, it's less, like, mixed greens, but, like, served on a plate of greens, and it has, like, anchovies or tuna, hard-boiled eggs, olives, stuff like that. It's from Nietzsche. Nietzsche, nice, nice. It's, we would say nice, but the French probably stretched that out into. I believe it's it's Nietzsche is the city that it originates from, which is where the name salad niçoise comes from. Wow, like the book from Nietzsche. Same yeah, guy. similar, similar. <laughs> one's similar French and one's German, but yeah. Well, that's not Christmassy at all. No, it's damn really it. not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much like a, a oceanside kind of food that was put me uh salad that was put together so yeah mark is really sad about that and he's ready to start drinking heavily and mark thinks no don't break down on christmas save it for boxing day know, when we're I, all done i'm giving everyone permission you can get drunk and break down on christmas that's what christmas is for now i guess we don't have boxing uh, day in america right i was just gonna say especially here we don't have the luxury of a boxing yeah. day that we can break down on <laughs> I think, so that's just the day after Christmas, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's for chilling out and breaking down your boxes. I, I forget so. what its official. It is. It is what it what it originally mm. was from. Well, you would box each other too. Like yeah. if you were really mad, you'd pop someone in the eye. <laughs> yeah, you have to be nice <laughs> to people on Christmas, but then you get to you know box them in the eye. <laughs> Again, if you are a British listener, please stop listening to our show. <laughs> well, see, according to the Cracked Research team, and this one they probably knew, they probably didn't have to look this one up because it kind of strikes close to home to them, but Boxing Day was traditionally a day off for servants and the day when they received <laughs> a special Christmas box from their masters. The servants oh, so would also go home on Boxing Day to give Christmas boxes to their families. So, so the servants so, couldn't have wow. like Christmas presents because they had to serve on Christmas. So right, exactly. Christmas they, like they had to bring the plump Christmas goose to the master <laughs> of the house on Christmas Day, so that the <laughs> next day they could go home and have their half-ass day late poor man Christmas. <laughs> I didn't British. know it came from such a <laughs> servile position. Wow. Right? That's sad. That's sadder than I thought. I didn't know it's just for the poorest. They were getting emotionally boxed. <laughs> it does sound like a good day to break down. It does sound <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty sweet. So Dobby returns. She has brought the extra potatoes that she had when she got roped into this very special Mark's family Christmas. And he wanted her in a standard issue British dress. <laughs> he got her in jeans and a sweater. He should count himself happy. I know. Right? No, I love a standard issue British dress. And so he's explaining to her how he hasn't told his family that they're going out and he wants basically to keep it a secret, you know, just one more shit sandwich on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he, he, he really swerved into the dickery here where he's just like, let's yeah. just pretend like we're not dating. Yeah, I know. And then it's like, what's your family going to think? They're going to know, like just some random ladies there for Christmas. Right, right. I did enjoy, regardless 
uh, his his thinking to himself when uh, when Dobby sat down to start peeling the two potatoes that they have that she has an incredibly <laughs> wasteful peeling technique, but that now is not the time to bring it up. That's true. I love that part when he's like every and everyone's like looking at each other cooking and shitting on it in their minds mm-hmm. because that's so real. Like, and it was a pretty wasteful potato peeling technique. <laughs> right. She was like cutting it with a knife. She wasn't going with the curve. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty great. I don't even peel my potatoes, y'all. I like the mashed potatoes with the skin chunks. Me too. Thanks, butter. So, yeah, um, Dobby's not exactly feeling being called a shit sandwich for some reason. And then to make things even worse, knock on the door. Enemy contact! (laughs) His family's here, batting the hatches. Reopen up the door to see Mark's sister, Sarah. She's there, she's in a pretty good mood, and she's already... Yeah, she's horned up. Horned up for yeah, Christmas. she's like a frictionless sex genie is what she is. <laughs> yeah! And where does someone aim all that frictionless sex except at Jez? Yeah. And it's true. He's the town ho. This is what he's for is for women just get weird horny. He's never said no in his life, you guys. <laughs> well, that's where I'm like, I don't know. She, the sister's pretty hot. I don't know why. He's, he's like all grumpy about it. I'm like, yeah, hey, get, get, get some action here. Right? I don't know why he was so... Uh, uh... Opposed to the match. Because mm-hmm. it's not Christmassy, you guys. Uh, He's looking yeah, for that no, Christmas fair enough, fair feeling. You can't, you can't fuck on Christmas? Well, I think sleeping with your roommate's sister is probably not part of his uh, traditional Christmas picture that he's painted for himself. That's it's not a nice feeling. I, they've, they've, they've had sex before, and he came away feeling humiliated. I don't remember why, but, I mean, that's his every sexual exchange, you know, he... <laughs> He nuts really hard, but then he feels terrible about it, ultimately. So, it's he's not searching for those dick vibes, Davey. He's searching for those Christmassy vibes. Right. And he talks about about ding-dong merrily on my dong. A lot of good stuff. A lot of conflicting feelings. But no, he's saying no. And also, is Mark's parents. And they come in, and it is Christmas dinner time, motherfuckers. <laughs> they sit down around the table... Uh, the mom has a very interesting story about the latest play that she's been writing. Yeah, it has like a magical Negro in it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes. it has a sexually horned up, liberated Jamaican lady <laughs> who talks to a bunch of white repressed teens and they learn a lot about sex together. <laughs> and everyone's very uncomfortable about the mom's general horniness, which is just like the sister's general horniness. Ladies get horny. On Christmas. Apparently. Dobby's not that horny, though. But the dad is miffed about the mom, including a Jamaican lady, just because he doesn't seem to like other races <laughs> or the council that would pay for it. <laughs> and that bums everybody out in a real, realistic way to me. <laughs> British Repression Christmas, everybody. Yes, I did enjoy when uh, Mark clumsily introduces Dobby and makes it clear that uh, that she's probably his girlfriend, but doesn't introduce her as such. And mm-hmm. then thinks to himself that, like, well, that was that was good enough. No one's going to ask any follow-up questions. Yeah. We're British, so we're not going to ask questions. We're British, so thank you centuries of emotional repression. <laughs> right, yeah, that's the first time when he makes Dobby feel bad in front of his that's family. I, I, as a Midwesterner, felt a certain amount of uh, kinship <laughs> to my British forebears in that moment. Oh yeah, you guys are pretty good at that repression. Yeah, we would say it would be the same thing in a in a midwestern uh, uh, Christmas there that it'd be like, well, we just we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
And this is where Mark makes a little mistake, and they tell him not to jazz it. Oh, and yeah. we learn that jazzing is something within the Corrigan family for when you go balls up, when you cock it, <laughs> when you mess up, it's jazzed. His name is an insult within Mark's family. That Mark did this to Jez as well. And all these British fuck-up words are very sexual. Yeah, that was... Uh, it wasn't until then that it clicked with me that Jez was his name. Yeah. Oh, really? I like, thing, like, what did you think they were saying? Jezzing it up, like, like... yeah. They were, like, jizzing it up. Yeah, jazz is a little too close to jizz to make into like a verb, but right. they're going for it. I guess. I don't know. And then I was like, "Oh no!" Cause, because then the way that like he reacted to it, I was like, "Oh mm. no, that's his name." They're saying like they're using his name as a you know synonym for fucking it up, basically. Yeah. Um, that was that was when all the pieces came together for me. Right. That's funny. Yeah, jazz is a funny name. It is close to jizz. <laughs> it's probably intentional somewhere along the line. <laughs> David, we work with a Jeremy. Should we start calling him Jez? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Do it right after you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> Just call him Jiz at that point. Yeah. Right. Jeremy, where are the potatoes? No idea, dude. Not my area. But you were on turkey and veg. Potatoes aren't veg. Uh, yes, they are. They, not earth, but, like, salt. I mean, tomatoes are fruit and potatoes are bread, yeah? Jeremy, obviously, potatoes are vegetables. Well, now you're going on about it, maybe you're right, but, you know, they're not exactly cabbage, are they? I mean, they're brown. They're nice. Oh, for fuck's sake. Everything all right? Yes, everything's absolutely perfect, apart from the fact that Jeremy has forgotten to buy any potatoes. Well, I've got potatoes at mine. Plus, really, for your mum and dad, I should get changed. Oh, no need. Yes, a nice standard-issue British woman's dress. That's mad, Mum. Christmas in Malta, 30 degrees. Which means you're not having turkey. Well, you can make it on the boat if you... All right, bye. Happy Christmas. They're having salad nissoirs for Christmas. Salad nissoirs. That's not turkey. That's not even chicken. I'm going to have a massive drink. Don't break down on Christmas. Break down on Boxing Day. Once the washing up's done. I'm excited to meet your parents, Mark. After everything you've told me, it's like they're famous. Incredibly wasteful peeling technique, but now is not the time. Uh, so, listen, Dobby, there's something I wanted to tell you. I haven't actually happened to mention to, to my parents or my sister that, that I'm engaged uh, in, in a relationship. But it's been, like, over a month. W wouldn't it be simpler just to not tell them that, that, that we're going out? Right. I mean, we're still early days. Uh-huh. Not like that, but... Well, it's been such a headache getting them here in the first place, and I don't, I don't want to feed them another shit sandwich. Another shit sandwich? Not you, the whole situation. So, I'm going to be your female friend, your fan. Oh, God, what am I going to do next? Set fire to the tree? Maybe we should have salad nissoirs. Why the fuck not? I mean, who even cares? Okay, enemy contact. This is it. Action stations, everyone. And at this point in the awkward family Christmas dinner, Super Hans shows up and he has a really good line. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I assume he's like their like hookup. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. For you guys who haven't watched the show before, he just, you know, he's he's 
Jez's number one co-conspirator, generally. They get into a lot of hijinks together. They do a lot of bad boy band shit and drugs Mm -hmm. together, sometimes at the same time. And, of course, Mark hates him and doesn't want him here at Thanksgiving. And this is when Mark spins on Jez and he's like, It's your fault. What? I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know him. It's your fault. (laughs) It's his fault for knowing him. Yeah, so Hans invites himself in and then he starts flirting with Mark's mom. Who's way horned up and really into it. Yeah, who's into it. And I just, I was very perplexed by this whole dynamic of, because the dad just didn't seem to care one way or another. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't know if they had an open relationship yeah. or what's going on. Or <laughs> I don't think they have an open relationship, but the dad's not going to defend her or do anything. He spent the whole episode like glaring at everybody. So he yeah. just continues to glare in impotent, repressed British rage, right? Yeah, I, I took <laughs> it that the dad's just like oblivious to both his <laughs> wife's horniness and the the horniness flying at her from other parties because he's just the, the like, you know, stodgy British gentleman yeah. that uh, well, just doesn't pay, pay attention to anything outside of his immediate concern. Because Hans asked her if she liked parrots because she looked like she was into a cock or two or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I hadn't heard that before. <laughs> and she's really into it. She's really into it. She calls it cheeky. Yeah, and she's just like, oh my, let's go to the bedroom. That's probably something, yeah, she could get her Jamaican lady to say in the next play. Right, right. And Hans even feels a little weirded out how much she likes it. He was just kidding, but she's pretty horny. That's how I take that. And then we talk, Super Hands talks to the dad and gets, like, the grill, you know, about, like, what do you do with your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dad. <laughs> Super Hands is so shady. He's, like... Again, doesn't quite get that he's a, you know, drug dealer. Yeah. Right, right. And he's in, like, acquisitions and selling <laughs> pipes, basically, that he peels from places. And he's like, oh, is that retail or wholesale? He's like, no. And then, and then Mark says he's studying to be an architect. And he's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, no. <laughs> refuses it so the dad has to come to terms with how just a bad boy super hands is which we all do um this is his most restrained episode as well basically he gets them high a lot and does some really dark shit very cool guy (laughs) and then the mom talks to dobby and she wants to know who this nice lady is so she asks her she has a boyfriend and what she got for christmas (laughs) and she says tongs yeah. and then jez calls him out on being two for one yeah. right there uh, at the table that was an inner monologue i think <laughs> yeah that oh, was yeah. that was well. that was jez realizing that he uh it's like oh <laughs> two for one nice work uncle scrooge <laughs> <laughs> well this when when does he get his shredder yeah. that's what i oh yeah mm, it's, pretty it's, soon it's, yeah this is right before they exchange gifts i think oh, okay Right? This is the moment. Yeah, we're getting to the gifts. First we do charades, David. Then we do dinner. No cauliflower. So, yeah. um, Dobby says about her boyfriend when questioned that he seems really cool. But then also, it turns out he's a coward. (laughs) And she does a bunch of shit talk about her boyfriend to his mom. And he's right there. And he says, oh, no, she's found a way to tell me her true feelings. (laughs) (laughs) He hates that. And here we go for the gift exchange. As foretold, the mother has for Mark a pair of socks that depict the sex act that he has never attempted. I love, 
<laughs> I love that his like outrage at this gift is that it's a position he's never done. Yeah, like, that, like Mom, you don't even know me. I, I've never done this position. <laughs> that if it was like a position he had done, he'd be like, "Oh, cool, great socks." Yeah, it really represents my style. I love that as a gift. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, see, now women are going to have unrealistic expectations of what's going to happen. <laughs> right. I bet you can buy socks like that, but I haven't <laughs> seen any. I would like to see them for sale. It is, it's a great stocking stuffer. It's stockings of socks that are fucking. Just go to stance.com and check out their wares. I'm sure they're, uh, <laughs> I'm sure some podcast is, is shilling for them as we speak. Use their promo code. Okay, I will use podcast promo code. <laughs> And then, yeah, what does Mark get from his dad, David? Yeah, uh, just a big shredder. Well, it's a used shredder, though. A like used a paper shredder. Because shredder. if it was, like, a big, uh, like, statue of shredder from the Ninja Turtles, that'd be pretty sweet. But that's not what it's Just a big shredder. I mean, yeah, if it was an anything shredder from the Ninja Turtles, that would be pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. That would be neat. <laughs> like, I remember making our parents, I think you all did too, which is why I make it ours, making our parents buy us Ninja Turtle gifts in the 1980s. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then can you imagine in the mid-2020, like right now, like your parents buy you a Ninja Turtle toy, <laughs> but it's just really big and the shredder? I mean, that'd be pretty great. I'd sign up for that. This sounds really thoughtful. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, they, they finally figured out who I am. That's what I'm <laughs> They're finally paying attention. But no, it is a shredder. It is a secondhand paper shredder for shredding files. Mm -hmm. And that's about as sad as it gets. <laughs> and Mark already has a shredder. The icing on the cake is like, mm -hmm. oh, he used shredder and he already has one. <laughs> which is what Dobby points out, which is, yes. yeah, I really like Dobby yes. at this point. When she's like... Yeah, this is amazing where Dobby just says it oh my god i'm dating a sayer they say they can't not say but they could and they don't is what mark thinks mm -hmm. when dobby comes for the patronus right at the table yeah, like... the patron patronus she talks right to the dad about what a shit gift the shredder is and why does he get a secondhand shredder when the sister gets a spa certificate and a cashmere sweater mm -hmm. and the mom like limply says it's the equivalent value <laughs> but it's not you guys it's not <laughs> Well, especially since it's used. <laughs> right. Right. And probably it's... something he doesn't want, but I don't know. At the same yeah, time... Yeah, the dad might... got a new shredder He's... and gave him the old one. I guess it's just like the cyclical nature or the of parents to kids, because mm -hmm. Mark's a shit gift giver, too, and maybe that we found out why, right? Right. Exactly. See, we did. Yeah, I felt it's like that cycle. was the, the undercurrent there, was that like you mm -hmm. know, he, is, he is his father's son in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, I did appreciate his horror at Dobby breaking the unspoken code of like, don't let on that you already have this or don't let on that it's a <laughs> shit, shit gift. That felt very uh, Midwest by way of Britain to me as well. I felt it a lot personally as well. And, you know, it's something you might encounter in your life when you have to defend your spouse against their family or vice versa. You see some weird little system that a family has and when it's your spouse and you care about them mark you can throw down <laughs> you can protect yourselves and each other and break the cycle and be a good gift giver and be brave or you can be a coward so it's it's all your choice but mark does get his digs back at his father the dad asks where the cauliflower is 
Mark says, there will be none. And then he gets up, and he's not even going to let him respond. And then he flinches like his dad's going to beat him up. But he doesn't. Burn. Ooh. Burn. Yeah, it's not traditional. Uh, I guess Mark really jezzed the dinner this time, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And now, it's time for charades. And we have a great time doing charades for some reason. Mark guesses immediately chariots of fire because that's the thing, the only thing the mother ever offers. <laughs> and she doesn't, every and she year. doesn't even like the movie. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't even like it. She just knows what it is. And then the mom's next suggestion is something called a manual, which I didn't know, no. but I can tell from context clues that it's pretty horny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've known that from my <laughs> high school days. I, I, I've checked out an Emmanuel movie or two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did it, Sounds pretty adult. Did, did it get the job done, or was it too artsy? <laughs> Let's just move on to the man. No, no. Okay. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I mean, though, right, David? <laughs> I know exactly what you I mean. I think he does. <laughs> I think everybody knows what you mean. No, I just meant about the too artsy part. Obviously, <laughs> the other part is known by everybody. <laughs> And everybody's waiting on Beta Brap to hear if David <laughs> enjoyed the film. Oh, uh, so no, the next question, next charade. The dad whispers to Jez some Nietzsche book that I don't even remember the title of. Uh, I don't remember either. I was going to write it down. Okay. Um... Yeah, you were the one I was hoping would remember, but I didn't actually hope because it's okay. But it is a complicated book. It's a dick move, and how is somebody supposed to do oh, no, this during it was, charades? Oh, no, it was uh, Thus Spake Zarathustra. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> which, is the, which is the name of the song from the opening of 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the name of that okay. song is Thus Spoke Zarathustra, which is named after the Nietzsche book. Hmm. So it's extra pretentious. Yes. That's yeah. great. I like what Jez does with it then. Instead of trying to act that out physically for a guessing game, he just runs around flapping his wings. Yeah, I guess the best thing I would have come up with is is mimicking 2001 somehow. Like maybe the apes going nuts at the at the monolith. But uh, that's like that still puts you know. a lot of trust in your right. That's still like two or three song. steps removed from where you're trying right. to go. So it's definitely a reach. But I think the best move is to <laughs> flap around like a chicken, have someone say "chicken run" and say "yep, you got it," and move on. Right? <laughs> I did. I like that. I have to keep that one in my back pocket for future charades. <laughs> As Jez did, and then just said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I misheard." <laughs> Fuck you, Mr. Corrigan, <laughs> in his mind. And it's great to hear the subtext text. Mm-hmm. Happy Christmas, one and all. Hello. Happy Christmas, Mark. I'm shattered. Can I have a glass of champagne? Happy Christmas, Mark. Yep. And do you know Jeremy, obviously? Happy Christmas, Corrigans. Ah. And this is our friend? Hello. Hello. I'm Dobby. We know each other. It's fine. Luckily, we're all English, so no one's going to ask any questions. Thank you, centuries of emotional repression. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Sarah. Happy Christmas. It could be, if you play your cards right. Oh, not Sarah. Not again. Ding-dong merrily on my dong. The Christmas elves are weeping. 
Oh, I just finished another play. Oh. Wow, you're a playwright. Brilliant. What's it about? It's about this group of young people who are very sexually repressed. But they become less and less repressed due to the influence of this wise, twinkly old Jamaican woman who leads them through a series of experiences. You've got to have a Jamaican if you're going to chase the funding. Health and safety, in it. You know, I'm trying to feel Christmassy and... Oh, for fudge's sake! It's, uh, it's OK, Dad, the, the carpet's seen worse. You jez the carpet is like you jez the directions down. <laughs> um, jez. We got it from Mark. So, uh, it's when you... When you get something wrong, you jezzed it. Total balls up. A real jizzing. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that is funny. Sort of a bit like being famous. I'll go and see who that is. Let's hope I don't jez it or do a big mark in my pants. Happy Christmas, motherfucker. Pants. Mind out, boys. Father Spliffmas coming through. Great. What? It's your fault. It's not my fault. I was holding the line. Yes, but you know him. He's training to be an architect. No, I'm not. And do you have a boyfriend at all? Kind of. I mean, I like him, but sometimes he can be a bit of a jerk and so on. <laughs> like, he seems cool, but really, he can be kind of cowardly and mean and do things that humiliate me. And then I just think, you know, why don't you just... Don't say fuck off. Fuck off. You know? Just fuck off. Oh, this is horrible. She's found a way of telling me her true feelings. Sneaky. Happy Christmas, darling. Oh, okay. They're a bit saucy. My mother is giving me socks depicting a sexual position I have never even attempted. How little she knows me. Oi, this is safe. Answer me this. Have you ever had a parrot? Uh, no. Does you look like you might enjoy a cock or two? <laughs> That's very cheeky, Hans. There you go, Marco. Merry Christmas. Wow, this is big, Dad, and heavy. Yeah, this is... this is brilliant. What is it? It's... it's a shredder. It's my Dad's old shredder. But you've already got a shredder. Why are you looking at me like that? Like what? Like you're trying to fry my brain with your laser vision. What did he do wrong? Why did she have to say? I'm going out with a sayer. The sayers say they can't help saying, but they can. Apparently, if it was new, which it nearly is, it would be roughly the same cash value. This is nice. I think I might bite my tongue off to relieve the tension. How's the cauliflower doing? Oh, boy. And then we come back to a new scene, and Mark does this really sad thing where he just starts shredding loose papers that he has, and he's like, oh, look, this cut is really good. Yeah. I need to start cross-cutting my documents. <laughs> he's trying to make so up for Dobby and show, like, that it's a great gift after all. Mm -hmm. And that it's better than his existing paper shredder right. because it has a new function. Yeah, exactly. The straight shredder. This one's a cross-shredder. <laughs> that was a real that was a real security liability that straight shredder <laughs> so sad listen we've all seen batman returns right right mm. Mm. we've all seen secret of the ooze too <laughs> and i know who's the coolest shredder so at that point hooray the turkey's done a very hairy jazz gets it out of the kitchen but is it done mm. well just eat the parts that are cooked. Yeah, <laughs> That's what carving is all about, right? Just cut <laughs> off the parts that are cooked. 
And speaking of carving, there's a great father-son grapple sash where the first one to get the knife is now the man of the house. Oh, so, and it's Mark now. Well, we missed the part where they got the crackers, right? Because now they're all wearing oh, like, yeah. uh, plastic crowns and stuff. Paper. paper they're crown. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. Tissue like, paper. They're, they're yeah. very easily torn. Yes. Because uh, yes. my family might do that on Christmas. <laughs> We've done it in my family. It's pretty fun. My family did it last year because yeah, my please. son saw them while waiting in line at a TJ Maxx and was like, oh, yeah, we should do these. And Christy agreed. And so then at Christmas last year, we all did crackers. Yeah. Like, crackers are uh, pretty fun. Like right proper Brits. Yeah, but then you end up with like a, sometimes like you get like a mini magnifying glass or something really dying. Like, Definitely. Oh, it's like. the crowd like, to wear stupidly. Like, uh, that's all Right. Really it's wanted. like Cracker Jack bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mini golf. So, yeah, or like a little heart. I, it can be pretty good presents. It's just a little music to me that from this point on, then they just all have the paper, like half of them have a paper crown on their head for the rest of the episode. True. Right. It's right. a very good visual cue, yeah. and I know Britain enough to know that this is real. They all will do this. Not all of them, but it's very traditional. Mm-hmm. Not like cauliflower where it's up in the air. This is real. Yeah, I knew about Christmas crackers even before Harry Potter. <laughs> they do it in Harry Potter. They talk no, about it. Probably. Probably. They talk about everything. Those books are long. <laughs> yeah. You know what they don't talk we... about? Trans people. Mm. Well, I heard Voldemort was trans. <laughs> right, J.K. Rowling, not me. She said it. No, she's the turf, and that sucks. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, I know. Sometimes you have to yell at your parents because they have regressive viewpoints. Sometimes you have to fight at Christmas if. I mean, to be fair, they don't. They I I say they don't talk about trans people. They also don't talk about gay people except after Dumbledore they're done. Was gay. In, except when they're done, and then in interviews. Yeah, and then you just <laughs> right, mention right. a character who might not have had a girlfriend at any point, and then be like, "Yeah, that, that guy was gay." I want the Dumbledore dick sucking chapters. <laughs> yeah, we really want to get down into the nitty gritty. I'm pretty sure there's some tumbleors out there, Carol, and they'll get you what you want. I hope so. No, I know, I but know. In the new movies, is he, does he have like a love interest of any sort? Uh, I think a little bit. I haven't watched them. Yeah, but... I don't think they. I mean, because he only appears in one of the two so far. Oh, okay. And it doesn't come up, but it's not contradicted either. But that doesn't mean that it won't come up in future movies if they ever make future movies and none of these movies are worth (laughs) the amount of words we've already spent talking about them in this episode so let's just move on i haven't seen it obviously so i don't know and then johnny depp and then that's another issue (laughs) he's out no more johnny depp i know i know it's it's everyone's favorite second favorite hannibal now (laughs) but you know what else is happening when they're eating turkey and peep show. Yeah, eating little slices <laughs> from this car. Yes, from this tiny, raw tiny little, like, half dollar size slices of turkey. And, like, the mom says, the parts that are cooked are very good, Jez. <laughs> but she's wondering why her knife looks funny. And it's because of Hot Knife, aka Knife Hits in Yankee parlance, yeah, I believe. I think, Do you guys know what that no, I is? Think I, need, I saw this, I need an education, <laughs> is what I've right. written down. I'm like. You guys are not quite as cool as Dobby, who works in IT, but is also cool. Well, I'm I'm not as cool as many many people, but uh... 
as the past 103 odd yeah. episodes of this show have attested. Yeah. A, I didn't know spit roasting until this episode, and I don't know hot mm-hmm. night. Right? So it is a way that you just put the hat, like Dobby explains, yeah. <laughs> to Mark's mom right there. She went fast for me. I'm also dumb. Don't, don't, let's, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm uncool and dumb, so I have to. <laughs> she drops these big facts really fast and really British, so it's like, did she just say that? Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. And you, you put the weed or hashish mm-hmm. right on a knife, and then you get it hot, and I don't remember how you suck it in, but you do. You take so hits like of weed off a knife. knives were used. Do you mm-hmm. use another knife on, like, top of it? I forget. I'm going to figure it out later today. I'm going <laughs> to trace this to give back to us. Yeah. Somebody knows. Somebody British or American. Tell us how you hot knife. <laughs> so Jez trades the knife with the mom. You know, he's trying to keep it a really nice Christmassy feeling Christmas. But you know what is hard for him is his dick because he's getting a boner because yeah. the sister is playing footsie with his groin right at the Christmas yeah, right table. Right at the table. Although... What you see is you just see a like a view of like his Jez's crotch, and then you just see like the foot there, but you don't see like the whole thing. Which all I'm saying, the whole thing is very vague, and you can take it for what it's worth. But uh, <laughs> when I look at the table and how they're seated, I'm like, I don't know if he she could like do that without like really getting under the table a little, like leaning under the table mm, to get the foot to where it needs true. to be. I feel like it'd look very suspicious <laughs> to the other people at the table, but I don't know. The yeah. super Hans just <laughs> asked the mom if she wanted a cock or two, and the dad didn't seem to care, so maybe no one's even, like, questioning why she's, like, leaning halfway <laughs> under the table or, or slouching I, I down, I should say. <laughs> I, I did like Jez thinking to himself that a uh, foot in the crotch isn't very Nat King Cole. <laughs> <laughs> it's more Cole for Christmas than Nat King Cole. Yeah, footsie's a weird thing. I've seen it in a lot in movies and television. I've never done it. I don't think I would. I mean, that's the gross thing, right? Like, doing fuck stuff with your family nearby. Yeah, it's a bit much. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. So Jess is suffering through that. And this is where the full inquiry comes for the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I don't see any little X's cut in the bottom of these. <laughs> that dad is so pissed. So do you think these are, like, roasted Brussels sprouts, or are they boiled? I bet because they're British, they boiled them, and that's really the wrong way to go. I hope they were roasted. (laughs) Jesus. We can only hope. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then it comes out that the mom wanted to get into into that kind of water-diluting pseudoscience thing, homeopathy. Mm. And she wanted to get into divining rods or some kind (laughs) of water witchery, and the father's really pissed about it and he won't support her but he will support his cool car mm-hmm. or an mg that is a car an he's an mg and that's okay but he won't pay for his wife's anything and guess who claps back about it <laughs> it's not super hands a drug dealer yeah. even though he easily could because he's not brave enough or he doesn't care enough it's not jez the sweet one, because he just wants Christmas to be nice, and you know it's not Mark, so it's also Mark's not-girlfriend, Dobby, to the rescue, who swings out for the mother. And this is kind of where it all goes down. Dobby starts to call him out, Mark starts to talk about TV they likes, and Ratatouille. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Ratatouille, I hear it's good. Right, right, and Dobby 
says that he's spent so much money on something and never on her. And then the dad says that Mark should muzzle his girlfriend. Yeah. Mm. And Mark says nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing again, except in his own head where we feel him moment by moment, agonizingly missing the moment <laughs> again. Yeah, so this prompted Dobby to storm out, which she should. I don't know. Right. I don't even know why she's with Mark, but you know. Right. 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 <laughs> he can be cool, but he's also a coward. But he turns out that just puts him in a grand pantheon of uh, of sitcom leading men. I know, I know. Like when you question why you're... why anyone is with them at any point. <laughs> uh huh. And her finally leaving finally prompts some action out of Mark, and he comes out of the very difficult closet of dating a perfectly nice lady. <laughs> but he doesn't do it in a great way. Because he also calls her a freak while she does it, and you're gonna feel jealous. Yeah, this is before feel she those leaves, points. right? He like announces oh, that yeah. they're dating, and like right in front of her, like you may all think she's a freak, but I really like her. I'm like, yeah, uh, no. And even Jez's is internal monologues. So. <laughs> right, even Jez is not impressed, yeah. and he's he's more emotionally coherent than Mark, yeah. but he's not like good. He doesn't like do great stuff. <laughs> So Mark runs after Dobby, and he promises her that if she stays, you know, they'll work it out, and he'll grow balls, and he'll grow a backbone, and then they can have a balls and backbone stew they'll have so much. <laughs> and she's kind she of is. convinced. This, this is, is this the yeah. end of the relationship, or does she, is she still around? There are some overtures that have to be made. She is still around, right. but Mark has to hustle on New Year's, which is the next episode. Oh, okay. I recommend you guys continue with this. You very well may not for maybe a long time or if ever, but mm -hmm. good series. I got some prison break to watch, so we'll see when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it, comes, it comes with some high recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mark defends Dobby after she's already gone, and Sarah takes this opportunity, the sister, to really hone in on a special Christmas elf who can always be depended on for a really nasty shag. Yeah. Yeah. So but Jez has his arc here. So obviously, yeah. I've already made it clear I wouldn't have said no, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Jez does say no, and then goes to Mark to brag about how he turned down sex. Yet it was very clearly the only person there he would have turned down is his sister, and that seems kind of weird, right? Like, or or his or mom, mother. which I isn't know, any better. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's having enough mom issues. He would have done it with the mom, but <laughs> he's already sexist sister. They didn't have too good of a thing, so it's not that. Mm -hmm. But he said no because Christmas is just not very sexy. It's a sweet time, mm -hmm. and no one ever treats him sweet after sex. Yeah, That's Mark's like, why'd you say no? Which is also weird when it's his family members, but it's uh, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm too sexually repressed. But then he's uh. <laughs> He's like, why'd you say no? He was like, uh, are you Christian? He's like, do you believe in Jesus? He's like, of course I don't believe in Jesus, but I believe in Christmas. I'm a Christmasist. <laughs> <laughs> and he's for going sex for Father Christmas. Yes. <laughs> which... But doesn't <laughs> that also seem to suggest that sex is impure or something, though? Isn't that like some, I don't know. I'm and it I'm is impressed. the way yeah. it is the way that Jez has it because yeah. he's everyone's side piece. 
David, you're you're a race Catholic. You you can't tell me that you don't understand how someone could come to view sex as being impure. Oh oh no, I completely do. I was just commenting on me saying maybe I'm repressed because I was raised Catholic, so maybe this whole like Mark thinks his friend should have gotten with his sister thing is just a hang up on me. Oh, but then gotcha. he's repressed if he thinks it's weird to have sex on Christmas, though. So now I'm just confused again, I think, is where I'm coming from. <laughs> well, we're all repressed, I guess. I don't know. Except Mark, who seems to seem to be unfazed by his family members trying to get with his friend. So. That's right. And Mark finally comes back online and defends Dobby mm-hmm. right to his dad. And then Mark has... <laughs> Mark's dad wants some ham because he wants some meat that's cooked yeah, so on the table. They have cold cuts at this uh, meal too, is it? Yeah, that's right. Like, put I that out because of the turkey or is this just like a <laughs> British thing? Right, that's, I was like, okay, was this a British thing? Was this because of the uncooked turkey? Or was this just to set the stage? Was it like a, <laughs> a, a meaty porky Chekhov's gun for what yeah, he yeah, does yeah. with the shredder? Let me guess that you guys, while being in favor of crackers, pop ring crackers as a tradition, would also be favorable to cold cuts uh, as a Christmas tradition. I mean, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm vegetarian, so uh, I would be... In. That's right. There's no vegan cold cuts. I mean, there are. They're good. Okay. I'd probably like okay. that more than, I don't know, the traditional holiday meals, so there's... <laughs> <laughs> So Mark's dad wants some ham, and Mark responds by helpfully getting him some ham and putting the ham <laughs> right in the shredder. Uh because it fits so nicely. And, and the dad's... But oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Not only the ham, but he also pours in some frosh gravy he keeps <laughs> adding fixings. Well, I did like that the dad's main concern seemed to be for the gears of the shredder. You're right. <laughs> the mechanisms. No, you'll gum up the gears. This is like pouring the gravy in. I think you're missing the point here, but I don't know. This is a very accurate fear. Yeah, I know. That is the busted shredder. It's just like, yeah. Obviously, I don't think Mark was uh, worried about the condition of the shredder after the ham went in it, but. Uh... Right. This is the great Christmas fuck you. And yeah. um, it's as big and hard as Mark can be. This is him flipping out he's not defending himself so much as making a scene but he is defending himself he has defended dobby not enough he's not Mm -hmm. he's not doing good here but he's getting a character arc and he's doing the best for him and the father he defies him he defies him right at the table they're all wearing those dorky paper crowns (laughs) that david pointed out they're going to have their finales in the father gets so mad that he leaves the table because he's going to make his cauliflower. Yeah, which God is damn it. really funny image of like someone storming off to then like cook some vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it was like I'm gonna get a bag of chips or like a hot pocket because this food sucks, you kind of see, it, you know, you just kind of throw something yeah, in the microwave I've and make it. But I'm like, stormed off for get chips. The cauliflower. Before. I don't know if he's gonna boil it or roast it or mash he's... it or I don't know. But he, this is gonna take some work on the father's part to like eat his protest food here. <laughs> Yeah, I would never storm off for cauliflower. Yeah, but chips. Like, well, no, really yes. tapping his foot in that kitchen for like thirty-five minutes while the yeah, exactly <laughs> banging pots and things. I 
guess it is time to move to cross cap. My old strip cap was probably a security risk, to be honest. That's a real shredder, not a Nancy boy shredder. God, this is horrible. And the terrible thing is, this is the high point of the day. This is us allegedly having a great time. Film. Emmanuel. Oh, the indignity of the public hip thrust. Cheers. Of you. Go on for Chicken run. Correct. But you... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said chicken run. Happy Christmas, one and all! Oh! Not so fast, old man. It's my time to carve. Jerry, the, um... The turkey's not in entirely cooked. No, just carve off the bits that are definitely cooked and leave the rest. That's what carving's for, isn't it? Oh, what's wrong with my knife? Is that hot knives? What's a hot knife? Nothing. It's when you get a blim of hash and get it between two really hot knives and then honk it up through the bottle or something. I think. <laughs> oh, God. Foot in the crotch. This isn't very Nat King Cole. But of course, I'm getting a hard-on anyway, like the horny Christmas elf I am. How pathetic. So, Dobby, have you had any good Christmas presents this year? Well, my boyfriend bought me some kitchen tongs. Two for one. Nice work, Uncle Scrooge. Maybe he wanted to get something a little bit special. Something with an inscription, perhaps, that would make it extra special, but also would unexpectedly delay delivery. That, that's just one of a number of possibilities, right? So, shall we all just lay off him? Shall I see if I can winkle it out with my winkle pickers? Look, I'm the bracelet bastard. Dobby's my girlfriend, all right? I'm sorry, I didn't mention it before, but we're an item and she's great and, and it's going really well and she may appear to you norms like, like a bit of a freak, but I don't care. Cauliflower's not traditional, Dan. Cauliflower is traditional! I don't know if it really is traditional, actually. Could you not slip a muzzle on your woman, please, Mark? I notice I'm not saying anything. Ah... Uh... Still not saying anything? You'll have to excuse me. Thank you. This has all been horrible. Dobbs! I'm going. Do you want to come or don't you? I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, they're my parents. Do you believe in Jesus? Of course I don't believe in Jesus, but I do believe in Christmas. I'm a Christmasist. Hey Mark, guess what? I was just offered sex and I turned it down. Oh, well, congratulations. I did it for Father Christmas. God. Good riddance to bad rubbish. You can do a lot better than that, Marco. Well, no, actually, because she's great, and thanks to you, I'm a dick. Pass me some of that ham, will you? I think it's the only meat on the table unlikely to kill me. Allow me. You want ham? Well, you're gonna get ham. What the hell do you think you're doing? I thought you liked your ham shredded. Mark! Think what it's doing to the mechanism. It's fine, Dad. I'm making myself some cauliflower. Uh-oh. Is Daddy coming to get me? No! I've won! Right. Hands, pour my mother a massive drink. Jeremy, turn on Ratatouille. Sarah, crack open the Pictionary. Merry Christmas, everyone!
that turns out to be just what everybody else wants, so they can actually have a happy Christmas mm-hmm. without this bitchy father. Actually, it's a um, Chris Mark. Yeah. Because we are doing it our way. Turn on Ratatouille. Get the Pictionary. Oh, also the dad said he wouldn't play Pictionary because it's a made-up yeah, game. He got really mad. Which is funny. I'm like, what? It was, it was a funny line, although it was it was a funny line for its. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, how is it made like, up? It's like it's... all games are. Yeah, made I know. That's, that's why I'm like, well, that's thing. like charade. Like, if his qualification was <laughs> a game has to be something bought in a store, a Pictionary is exactly that. But then, secondly, you're just playing charades, which is like just something people do, which is like completely quote made up. If that's your definition, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Pictionary is awesome. literally just drawing charades. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm. It's true. But it's a step too far for him. Mm. But not Mark. They take it yeah. right back as soon as he's out. He's taking Christmas back for the people. Right? They pour mom a big drink. <laughs> they put on ratatouille. And we have lost Dobby the girlfriend, but we're still going to have a good time yeah. with horny mom, <laughs> horny sister, <laughs> super hands, also cribbly horny. Jez, not horny today, but he's horny for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Mark, they're going to have a very Merry Christmas, Mark, all together. Yeah, well, what would Jez's rules be once the clock struck, like, midnight, you know? Mm, is he just... Probably doing some knife hits. Yeah, is he hopping on the sister right then and there? Is that like... <laughs> if she plays her cards right. <laughs> uh, so this just in from the Cracked Research team, Ooh. who absolutely shouldn't be privy to this kind of information. Uh, but hot knifing involves taking a piece of cannabis and holding it between two hot knives and then inhaling the subsequent smoke from the smoldering of the cannabis between the two hot knife blades. Okay, yeah. I get it. It seems kind of inefficient, though. I feel like a lot of the smoke you'd be losing, right? True, yeah, you're not getting, like, the smoke tube. Right, I'm, I was trying to determine what the gain for the effort involved yeah. is. I, I assume it's just the, like a desperation play, right? I would, I, I would know. have to think so. Good to know. Now, what spit roasting? <laughs> the person have to turn in the middle. <laughs> we already covered that. I thought. Yeah. Oh, we did, we did, I know. Just David has a variation on it, which is very ambitious. The British Eiffel Tower with spinning involved. I'm not saying I could pull it off. I'm just saying if you're going to call it spit roasting, I feel like it needs to be done. Well, on that note, everybody, <laughs> Merry Christmas from this a very special episode. Merry spit roast. Happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry spit roasting. Merry spit roasting, one and all. This was Peep Show, y'all's first time getting down and dirty with some of these newer BBC. So new, the theme song is from 1990s American Grunge, and I don't know why they had it, but they do. (laughs) That was Peep Show. Well, yeah, I mean, it probably didn't hit the shores of Britain until about 2005 or so. Yeah, exactly. It's a very slow boat that takes the lime wire over (laughs) the ocean. (laughs) Limey Brits, lime wiry Brits. Um, Austin, what was special about this episode, and what did you learn? Uh, I learned that spit roasting is the British version of an Eiffel Tower with some <laughs> twirling involved. Um, I thought you knew that. No, David knew that. I did not. No, I did not know anything about it. I just learned it, and I, I'm the one who just coined that you have to spin. The person in the middle has to rotate. 
Uh, and I, all, I, yeah, I learned all kinds of uh, 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 goofy Christmas, British Christmas traditions, like putting their stockings at the foot of their bed and whatnot. Right. Um, I learned the name of that song from 2001, except I don't remember what it's called anymore. <laughs> you learned and forgot. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Like Pulse Sitta, and it's S-I-T-T-A. That's important. Better believe it. <laughs> um, did you find this a special Christmas episode, Austin? Uh, yeah. I mean, I found it uh, a... a typical Christmas episode in terms of it felt very... <laughs> representative of these sort of shenanigans that uh, a lot of people in their in their 20 single people in their 20s and their 30s go through and their family comes over for christmas so it was special True. in its representativeness i guess very relatable for me as yes. well david special learnings uh, learnings i <laughs> learning well i i was reminded of flash forward which i haven't thought about in a long time because <laughs> i was and <laughs> now you're getting the box set. <laughs> I yeah learned about spit roasting or a spit roaster, however you want to talk about it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think hot, and hot knifing. I was learning all sorts of stuff, and I learned that you uh, cook Brussels sprouts by putting X's in the bottom, apparently. So you know, right? Probably for Jesus. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and I think it was yeah. I mean, you know, kind of as you mentioned before. I think calling it like. A British Always Sunny makes a lot of sense. And so with that, uh, I'm trying to think, pastiche, I'm trying to think of the right term, but uh, mm -hmm. it's very Christmassy, but still kind of, you know, amps it up and gets a little zany or it goes there, but it's, it's still pretty Christmassy. Like Degrassi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it goes there. I was just going to say, it's like a British Degrassi. <laughs> there's also a very good sunny christmas we might have to do mm. one day but yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a bit irreverent but uh yeah, yeah. Mm. for this type of show it was still had the christmas spirit i suppose right yeah and of course since you guys haven't seen the rest of them you wouldn't know but mm. this one is a little bit sweeter they do play jazz only sweet which is something that's very new and special <laughs> yeah i found it very special i think the stuff about his family and asserting boundaries and showing what a wormy little coward he is. It's, it's also good and it's also real. I've definitely had experiences from the Dobby side of the table, from the Mark side and also the Jez side where you, you just want to have a Merry Christmas even though everything is fucking well, terrible. The Jez side is when like you're at someone else's family and two people are in the family are fighting and you're just like, this is uncomfortable <laughs> for me who's not really in it, but, uh, Right, right, and then... Just uh, spectating. And then they call you the Jez, and you, you yeah, learn yeah, it's yeah. bad. It was so sad. Yeah, I'm used to that. That's just every day for me. <laughs> yeah, I find this very special. And where Dobby says the things, and she proves that she is the sayer, and she just will. Like, Team Dobby, that's how you gotta be after a certain point. You just have to make the text text and not subtext and just mm -hmm. say that you hate your dad <laughs> and he can fuck off with his cauliflower or whatever the fuck so good and i learned the name of that song like i said and i said that <laughs> oh so that is a very special episode our christmas episode on peep show seasonal beatings 
Austin, when you're not on very special episodes wearing socks about spit roasting, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me online at Austin or on Twitter at Austin Gordon, and you can read my writing at the real gentleman of leisure.com and Xavierfiles.com. And David, when you're not breaking down on Boxing Day, where can our <laughs> listeners keep up with you? So if I'm, yeah, am I giving the boxes? I don't have servants. Who am I kidding? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Bits and at therealgentlemanofledger.com. And you can find me, your host, Carol Main, touching feet and fucking at <laughs> carolamain.com. Carol Main on Twitter and Facebook and carolamain at Gmail. C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N like the street. I've been doing portraits for people for Christmas. Hit me up if you want some of those. They're fun and lovely, and you look like a cartoon. Oh, and I'm on Patreon, too. Get yourself a postcard and check out Pitch Please, my game at pitchplease.fun. It's just a made-up game, so worry about that. <laughs> and there's a podcast of it, too, you can find online. We, as a whole, are a very special episode. You know we are at avsc.pod. We're on Facebook, AVSEPOD, and we're a very special episode, podcast.com. We are on iTunes. We are on Podbean. We are on Google Play. We are on Stitcher. We are online. Give us big reviews on iTunes. Give us nice gifts for Christmas. Don't be a shit gift giver. Don't give us two-for-one tongs. Although, I, yeah. I, I, I can always <laughs> use more kitchen tongs. Austin wants tongs, and David wants a sleep mask, and I want a book from Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. So send that to us, and we'll see you next time for a very special episode. I'm Carolyn Maine, and we are sending you all this year a giant oversized shredder. <laughs> but it's the Uncle Phil shredder. So Merry Christmas, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. So he just continues to glare in impotent, repressed British rage, right? Oblivious to both his wife's horniness and the the horniness flying at her from other parties. Yeah, she's horned up. Horned up for Christmas. Yeah, she's like a frictionless sex genie is what she is. He's like all grumpy about it. I'm like, hey, get, get, get some action. He nuts really hard, but then he feels terrible about it, ultimately. You can't, you can't fuck on Christmas? Ladies get horny. On Christmas, it is close to jizz. You're like, well, we just—we're not going to talk about that. He's like, oh my, let's go to the bedroom. He was just kidding, but she's pretty horny. Because if it was like a big, uh, like statue of Shredder from the Ninja Turtles, that'd be pretty sweet. Did it get the job done, or was it too artsy? And be like, yeah, that, that guy was gay. And it doesn't come up, but it's not contradicted either. But that doesn't mean that it won't. Well, it's a British Eiffel Tower with spinning involved. He's taking Christmas back for the people. Uh, but hot knifing involves taking a piece of cannabis. Now what's spit roasting? Does the person have to turn in the middle? No, you'll gum up the gears! The mechanisms! <laughs> a really nice Christmassy feeling Christmas, but you know what is hard for him is his dick. I'm uncool and dumb, so I have to... <laughs> Right, it's like Cracker Jack bullshit. Yeah, it's not traditional. Yeah, that was this AVSC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or the C What the heck was with that TV? 
This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, because we gotta go pee. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by, or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown.